0: Welcome to Gensokyo Radio Live number 59 tonight, uh, or should I say this morning, this is the first time that I'm doing a show when I literally woke up and decided, you know, I'm going to do a live show right now because the way the whole time zone thing works is, you know, we're in Japan right now. We're Lunar. in Tokyo, Japan. Uh, I'm here with Nano and Zara. Uh, Nano's to my left, Zara's to my right. So we've also got Fancy, who is of course a member in our Discord as well, uh, sitting off to the side. Good morning, everybody. Uh, it's fancy. Make yourselves known. You sound a little different today, Luna. Good
1: morning.
0: I sound a little different? You sound a little alive. Well, <laughs> yes. I am sitting next to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, that's... You sound so... (laughs) real! Well, Nano is... I don't understand, like... Nano is the same way that he is during the actual shows, where he's just silent and kinda listens in. Maybe. (laughs) And, uh, now you're here, so... Uh, also with us are DJ Koishi, who is currently sleeping in the other room. (laughs) And we've also got Bucky in uh, a different room entirely, a different apartment. Uh, right now we're sitting in a kind of Japanese-style apartment. Uh, it is. Really. I mean, you've got the y- you've got, got the, sli- you've got the door. sliding doors. We've got three kind of squarish rooms. The only thing that's really Japanese about this room is the sliding doors. Yeah. So, I wouldn't call it a Japanese room. Nah, I, I, the the closet. I mean, just like how the closets are. I mean, they, they provided futons to us. Where's my sixteen mat, to Tommy? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think this room is big enough. Basically, for that. I'm missing. I'm missing the straw mats, and every the table's a little higher than it would be normally. Uh, well, this one right here. Yeah, just a little. Yeah. The the microphone we're using we're using a Blue Yeti, which might which Nana usually uses just on his own. Uh, except this is mine, and we have it sitting on kind of a smallish coffee table thing in the middle of this room, and that's how we're all, uh, doing this. I use just the Yeti completely unmixed, so I shouldn't sound any different. Mm Mhm. Yeah, I I would've brought a mixer, but the logistics of doing that would be... Interesting to explain? Yeah, well, I mean, interesting to explain, kinda painful, I mean, at least I can say, like, when I go back, To America, you know, it's just, it's a microphone and a couple cables and sound card. My my system is very, very simplified for this show by necessity. I think I have a lot to explain when I uh, go back to America. Uh, Yeah, you, you, you have a lot. You are currently holding the record for... Uh, stuff you you acquired a, another bag while you were here I mean like, I may have spent more but you have more stuff like as far as real estate goes you have more explaining <laughs> to do as far as what are you doing and who are you selling these to <laughs> <laughs> who are you selling Jeez oh, chief well, I mean I've I've got a bunch of CDs uh, yeah. I know Zara's got a bunch of CDs Nano's got uh, some some comics yeah, I put it <laughs> that way. Artwork. 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 Comics. They're different, different yes, they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're comics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, speaking of music, we've got a bunch of brand new music from Comic-Cat 92. Uh, we were also at Comic-Cat because, uh, you know, it's, it's in Japan and we're in Japan and we were here while it was going on, so we wouldn't miss that. Uh, Komiji Records also, as a circle, had a table here. And some of us, I think most of us, actually helped out with their table at one point or another. Say, NaNo,
2: what's up? Have you ever signed up for Comic yet without informing your... anyone in your circle? I can't say
0: <laughs> Yeah... Uh, of can say that she has. <laughs> it's, it's a constant joke. And if you've listened to the last few live shows, you know what we're going on about. Uh, when we say that, uh... Yeah. It... it was a whole process. It was just, like, why is this even happening? Why are we here? But I'm I'm going to talk more about that, especially when when Koishi's awake, because they're literally still asleep, I think. At least, I haven't, I haven't seen we'll them... We'll find out. I haven't seen them out of their, uh... I don't know. Their meat bun of a bed blanket thing. Oh, you want to see a meat bun? Me <laughs> a <second. laughs> yes. Dude. So... Uh... And, of course, uh, we are in our partner Discord chat as well. If you're not already there, you can join us by going to uh, Discord.gg/gr. Or, of course, you know, if you want to do it a little more fancy-like, we do have a button on the sidebar of our website, again, soakiradio.net. Like I'm kind of saying this backwards, but that's all right. I will be chilling on general chat, so please give me all of your memes. All of... It is kind of freezing in here. All the things. Free... Free... Uh, yeah. Well. It <laughs> hey, is kind of freezing in here because we jacked down the um, AC to 19. 19. Yeah. 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 What, what is that normally? Oh... Um, <laughs>
3: At least mm-hmm. it's uh, way you more find normal. Normal? normal?
0: Like, well, what's your normal? Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Uh, I, I guess mean, for those of us who planted a flag on the moon, it's something like sixty-eight, 69? something like that. I guess. So, okay. Well, whatever.
3: Sixty-five.
0: Uh, what's some of the music we have going on tonight? Uh, Pop Culture Six came out from Elstremeria Records. We've also got Worlds and Paradise from Tama Onsen, uh, 5050 from uh, Zytokine, or or Cytokine, depending on, you know. The the, the whole way that works is, like, Cytokine is still, like, the circle, but I guess all of their more electronic, like, dance-type stuff, Mm. they put a Z on it instead of a C. Something... a funny story. Lunar was helping out with the circle. I went and waited in line. Uh He was too busy and didn't get Alstramaria. I scored high in the first wave and did. Yeah. Zara waited in absolutely terrible conditions. You hopped in line at, what was it, like... 10.30? 10, yeah? I'd say. 10.30? It it would have had to be before the train shut down. We hopped
2: in
1: line... Oh, you're talking about the night before? Yeah, the The, night before. The night before. The one when we attempted to, you
0: know, stay the night. So you did that, it started It started to rain, uh, and the way that works is after a certain point uh, in the middle of the night, they say, okay, you can leave an item uh, in the line to represent your place in line, and you, as a person, can go... Out of like, the line. they will get like six hours or something. Yeah, whether that's sleep or just, you know, grabbing something. You know, just so that you're not in line for that time. Uh, then you have to be back in line by a certain time. 8.30. And when Zara got back in line, yeah, your backpack kind of turned into a miniature pool. Uh, it wasn't that bad, but it certainly wasn't waterproof, I'll tell you that. Yeah. So, uh, and then of course... That's the thing that you're still carrying around for the whole event. So, oh, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. That was fun. The that my lower back to butt was uh, was the miniature pool. Of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But I, mm-hmm. I want to leave more of the comic head stuff, or at least doing the whole like you know, running the circle table thing for when Koichi's a, actually okay. around.
2: It's okay, I got to talk to Zune and buy games off of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you have it. Um, Cool, I'm going to hop into the next one here. We'll see if we can get DJ Koishi uh, awake, or more awake here. But in the meantime, we'll hop into the next song. This is "Seashore on the Moon from Pop Culture 6, and you're listening to Gensokyo Radio Live number 59.
4: Cool. もらわねえばこざねえが勝とう最後にえがころ辿り着くま東京じゃない幻想郷this a it's my job why not
0: radio live number 59 hello hello everyone uh we have uh, kind of failed in our attempts to wake the koi fish they are still asleep in the next room yeah
1: that that koi she's not gonna get up anytime soon yeah.
0: knowing koi from it. this month they probably went out and did some clubbing and came back at two and are not getting up anytime soon wait koi went clubbing yeah, yeah they were meeting up last night oh huh okay Bucky. You're also pretty quiet there, sir. Oh, okay. Bucky came back to the apartment at 4 a.m. <laughs> 4 a.m. Geez. Well, in, uh, yeah, he walked from Shibuya all the way back well, to the no wonder he's not here with us this morning. <laughs>
2: that is one way to explore Tokyo, I don't know. I wouldn't do it to Tokyo, but it's a fun way to do it. Matt? If you really want, I can get Koya.
1: Well, I think uh, we well, uh, We would like to hear the methods of... Yeah of your choice so I, I,
2: uh, I have experienced one of the methods so it's,
0: <laughs> yeah. it depends
2: if you want to take the violent route or if you <laughs> want to take the Renegade or the Paragon route
0: the <laughs> Renegade or Paragon because I'd, I'd like to talk about our our table experience or you know the experience is a circle but that well, might
2: um, be drowned out a bit by Nano and I memeing
0: about it yeah I mean yes but I also can't not I mean, really shouldn't without the actual person from the circle. So, mm-hmm. uh, so Nano, you've been here. This is kind of the reason why we're doing this show on a Friday in the U.S. instead of a Saturday. Although it is Saturday where we are well, here. Uh, Nano got here. Well, how many days ago? Like ten days ago? Uh,
2: yes, should be about
0: ten. Okay. Uh, he he says yes. It should be about ten because he is still really quiet. Oh okay. So, uh, Get, come closer, baby. The, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hi there. How's it going? Hey, hey Zara, <laughs> how's, how's it going? Uh, yeah, and this is la- this is Nano's last full day here. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of a local day for us. We're doing the show this morning. Uh, then we'll probably be going into the city a little bit after we get ready and all that, because uh, some of us literally just woke up and then walked into the room. Hi. Um, I went you, to bed at 6 a.m. Granted, I did sleep in, I, I, I slept like five meters away.
1: No, yeah, not even. My insomnia refused to let me sleep, so I was like, okay, fine,
0: I'll just. I'll just stay, stay up. I, I won't regret this morning. Yeah. How, how did you acclimate to the different time zone? Fancy. I was already used to sleeping at night. They didn't. In, in terms of Japan. <laughs> nah. I don't but have a
1: sleeping you? schedule, so, you know, <clears throat> it just went easy. Luna's just
0: like, hey everyone, how did you guys acclimate to the time difference? And everyone else here is just like, we didn't.
2: <laughs> 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 I just went to sleep when it was dark and I woke up when it's light.
0: That's kind of what I did too. Uh, I did right. not feel. All right, fine. What so, jet so lag jet was. lag's not really a thing in our group. Yeah, cause we are all night walkers. As weird as that sounds, although I'm actually a morning
2: walker. Oh yeah,
0: Juke Daywalker. Juke <laughs> Daywalker. So here's your shout out, DMJ. Hi, 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 DMJ. Wake up at four thirty a.m. DMJ's working so right now, but if he's out there, hello. Hello, DMJ. And I know puzzles out there too. Um, Right now, this is just a kind of a local only thing. Uh, I'll see if I can get Puzzle in here because he is kind of um, Well, basically when I went to Japan, he went to Minnesota. He took my place at the at the studio Except we're still running the show from here. So uh, yeah, Puzzle just walked into the studio and was like This is my look at me I am the captain now. Yeah, I, I am the captain. I'm going to server unmute puzzle and we'll see if he's there. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. Hi, how, how's it going?
5: Uh, it's good.
0: That's that's cool. How's how uh how was your Minnesota trip?
5: It was actually really awesome. I got to say, uh, I got to. Uh, yes, I got to go to Mall of America for about uh, I think it was about three hours. OK. Walk around there. I also did some of the rides. And I think it was Karu who told me that, uh, that whatever the heck they had in their Nickelodeon universe or whatever, mm-hmm. that used to actually be Snoopy Land. And I'm like, Yeah, oh Camp, my God. camp, camp I Snoopy. I, I would have loved that ten times more. Yeah. <laughs> <well>. <laughs> to be honest. So.
0: Something something licensing.
5: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah Japanese quite like Snoopy. Yeah, there's, a... Uh... Yeah, there's kind of a saying that goes for it. at least when I was in school, people would kinda of joke around and be like, When I was a kid it was called Camp Snoopy And now it's Nickelodeon universe. That's oh, Mall yes. America. But it's it's it's,
6: so-
0: it's essentially it's mostly the same. I mean, they just like rebranded a lot of the rides and a lot of the things, but I mean it's yeah. It's a different Kind of experience, I guess.
5: I knew there was something going on there because I was like, there's a lot of trees here. There shouldn't be. Okay, this will this mic
0: like, explode into an earthquake if I plug this in? Uh. shouldn't?
5: Anyways, uh, so the next day after that. So yeah, oh no, oh, Zara, you go probably, oh, What have you done? are <laughs> a <laughs> just...
0: what, what are you doing? Alright. So Puzzle, why are you even, or why did you, you're, you're back home now, but why did you even go to Minnesota?
5: Well, as I was saying, um, I went there because my sister was getting married. Cool. And so uh, while I was there, I recently got into, um, I don't know if you guys ever heard of uh, Pathfinder. Hmm. Can't say that it's I have. a role playing game. It's, it's basically Dungeons and Dragons, Th- third edition except uh basically made by another company that's been basically keeping it alive
0: so okay, that's but anyways what, yeah that's what Nana and yeah. what i were thinking
5: yeah so anyways yeah they have like these certain like scenario things that go on for four hours and i've been doing it a lot here in phoenix and you can go to like any place that does it across the country and bring your character and whatnot and so i went or i was like looking around and i was like man i really want to do this with those guys and apparently, through that, I heard that um, there was a convention actually going on in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I didn't really have room in my luggage for uh, for handouts, but um, I, I kind of like looked around it, and it was pretty cool. I gotta say, uh, they had a lot of. It was apparently sponsored by Twitch, and it was a charity um, type of convention. So non for profit. Okay. But anyways, it it was so cool because like the the downstairs didn't really seem like anything was going on except for like tabletop, and I'm like, well, is this the whole convention? But then I went upstairs, following their kind of. It was kind of a bit of a confusing map. I was like, "Uh, where do I go? But then when I like went upstairs, there was just like arcade cabinets. They had an entire room that was dedicated to like lands and whatnot.
0: Uh, you um, had like, was basically the essential Japanese experience is walking into a building that's really really cramped on the bottom floor and you're wondering okay what is what I looked for and you no, go no. upstairs and it's just this giant
2: man cave, I,
5: but it was the exact opposite. It was like the downstairs was so huge and ginormous and like there was an indoor pool. Yeah, upstairs which, which downstairs. Yeah, the up the downstairs had like. It was so weird. They had like a a a, a, a gated um mm-hmm. I wanna say it was like a, a large di- I guess a dining area that they used for tabletop games and whatnot. And then behind that was like the small little wall and there was a pool over there. So you had kids screaming and whatnot and we're like trying to do tabletop games and it's like, oh my god. That's
0: a, that sounds funny.
5: But yeah, when, when I went upstairs, it was just like arcade cabinets everywhere. They had a they had an entire room that was just like a giant, uh, they had a giant like a screen, which was their, I guess their main stage room, but oh, it was just so much fun to do that. I'm like, I wish I had my computer. I, I, I think if I ever go to that convention again, and I totally really want to, um, I really want to bring uh, my computer. Is that PC thing, but ah. I think I'd bring my small little cube computer, not my giant thing, because, uh, yeah, no, I'm not getting that on the plane, <laughs> or, well, I'm not going to, I don't want to get that on the plane, but anyways, the other thing was, like, at night, they had rooms that opened up that, one of the rooms was, like, a Fallout-themed room, and they actually gave us free drinks, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool, nice, spicy margarita but yeah uh (laughs) then the next day like i had yes tunnel snakes rule and so yeah the next day it was just like i had to that was saturday when i went to the convention and then sunday i had to wake up at 5 a.m to get on a plane uh back to phoenix at like 7
0: yeah Nana's gonna have a similar experience tomorrow when he wakes up early and then heads over to the airport. Oh, it's
5: gonna be 10 times worse because he's gonna have jet lag up the wazoo.
0: Yeah, and then I think you've got like a day to acclimate and then it's back to normalcy. Technically two days since I get home five
2: hours before I leave or whatever.
0: Oh,
5: yeah. But I have to say, Minnesota is is very nice. Uh, Like, so now that technically my sister lives all the way out there, um, she, I Did think, hey, she actually?
0: You know, did she actually move out there? Yes. Yes, oh. she
5: actually did move out there. Okay. However, it's like 45 minutes from freaking uh from St. Paul.
0: Okay. So
5: it's kind of a bit far. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, hey, I have an I have an excuse to go out there. So yeah.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> it's like local Phoenix man sees trees for the first time. Yeah, no kidding.
5: <laughs> oh my gosh! Did you see the message I put when I landed?
0: No, I didn't. It's like... <laughs> I
5: was like, oh my god, it's so green here, and Karu... And Karu's like, yeah, I know. There's also a thousand lakes.
0: Landing in a forest. So, uh, we're going to hop into the next song here. This is, uh, Down 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 from the album 5050. You're listening again to Radio Live number 59. We are here in Tokyo, Japan friggin' Sokyo Radio Live number 59. Hey, Zara, oh. what were you just doing just now? Um. Somebody <laughs> can take a picture of it. Oh, well, I can't.
1: That take was it. that was a sight to behold. Just Zara stacking fumos on top of Koichi's face. Mm. To
0: be fair, Koi put this on themselves by bringing
1: three fumos to the trip. Speaking of fumos, oh my god, there was a giant rainbow fumo which I wanted to grab so, so much at at a store, but it was sure like that was a showpiece. Nah, there was a price tag on it, and uh, it was seventy thousand yen. And also
0: the one that um, 70, the one that what was it? What was it? Um, I wanted it so bad. <laughs> In Freezy's chat, the one that one of them. Like, just on a chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was the same one. And you're like, oh, that's a big fumo. We literally saw that on the second floor.
1: Of that yeah, exactly.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Koi's still asleep, so I'm just going to go on ahead without them because that's pretty much what we've been doing a lot of the I time. I think will keep stacking fumos on them. And you just take progressive pictures because <laughs> pictures there didn't happen. Okay. Uh, so, <sighs> my comic head experience was different than... Everyone else who's sitting around me, because uh, as we mentioned in the last show, uh, anyone who has a circle, like like DJ Koishi over there with Komiji Records, they had a circle that was accepted into Comic at '92. You get a few tickets with your table, and the it's basically for you know the any circle leaders, helpers, etc. So uh, Koishi brought along myself because I was largely involved in the manufacturing and uh, process, and they also brought along um, another person, uh, a friend here in Japan who actually lives on the floor above us, and he's much more fluent in Japanese than either one of us, or probably both of us put together, so uh, he helped us sort of navigate some of that kind of thing. Uh, We got to the table and set up our things, Uh, well, okay, first of all getting to the table to start was pretty challenging because we had to transport six boxes like boxes of uh 50 albums each we had six boxes we had 300 albums like we had to move that stuff somehow from the apartment where we put it all to uh, the hotel room in odaiba and then we had to move them again from the hotel to the actual Tokyo Big Site Convention Center. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're, our team of three carried two boxes each from, I don't know, like, I don't even, I think we just walked all the way there for the most part. It was pretty terrible. We took a taxi back because, okay. uh, that we, yeah, but... I mean, if you got up early enough, the... As Justin was saying, the first couple of trains weren't that bad. Yeah, well, we didn't get up that early. Rip. So, um... I did! <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, so, after hauling these, uh, unexpectedly heavy boxes to the Tokyo Big Site, found our table, and then we got there, set up our things, uh, we sat next to uh, Tatami to Stugiwo. That's, uh, yes. Luna can't get over that. The I way... just, I like that it's a W, not a D. Like, no. I don't know, it's Stugiwo. Just, just... Just the way that it's romanized is based entirely on the way that it's Kana? Kana? Whatever.
2: Right. And Luna can't get over that.
0: The fact that they use the wool. <laughs> so... So we got there, uh, set up our things, and then at some point comic Kit staff shows up and says, hey, do you you have these little green cards? Except they said it in Japanese, so then they eventually got someone who spoke more English, even though Justin was there. Um, Koi and I were still kind of like in that whole shock phase, like, what are we even doing here? (laughs) Uh, Where they got the English person, and they started talking to us, and then they had to ask, do you speak English? (laughs) Because, like, we couldn't get over so like justin's like yes they speak english um but we we got through that the green card thing that they were looking for was um it was, it was a couple things it was like your your basic here's our circle card and then you also need to submit samples for uh you know to comicette uh proper and these are so Comicat interesting thing stores one of everything that is ever sold at comic If it's if it's a new thing, if it's brand new there, it you submit a sample to Comic-Cat, and then they store it in this, myst- you know, mysterious, mystical vault somewhere, I imagine. I don't... That's that's the rumor, at least. That's the rumor. So... But anyway, so we got through that. Uh, we set up, and we didn't really have any, like, signage or anything. We see all these people, like, setting up these fancy little tripod, like, you unfold it, and, like, you get, a like, a vertical banner thing going. Uh, we didn't have any of that. We just had, like, the albums and our table. We had some tape, uh, we had little cards to write like prices and things on, and we had a tiny little uh, display um, thing. So I, I think five minutes before the doors, you know, the gates opened, was sitting there uh, just kind of copying the Komeji Records logo from the back of one of the albums and uh, wrote Comeji Records on there so people could tell, hey, it's us. Hey, how you doing? Um, yeah. I think we sat there for a good hour and uh didn't make any sales because like the way it works is like the people who line up super early have lists they have things that they specifically want Hi. to be there for like zara over here that's why he would you know got into line at like 10 p.m the night before or whatever and i mean he scored he he got uh you know the, the newest toho game uh zune yes, literally handed it to yeah. zara so that it was, was pretty. The, cool. It was like
2: Zoom and two associates, and they had. Uh, there was three lines going in. Uh-huh. there's like a three-way line going in. But then, like past that, there was this massive, like the 3D cam, the 360 camera will catch it.
0: And, like this massive line that goes all the way out here, and they have to segment it at the front. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I, I like just kind of lined up in the middle and ended up talking to Zoom. I yeah. I, I well, you say that, but there's a there's a very um, there's a very structured process that goes on when you're when you're at that table. Uh, you you have the money in hand. You you know you, you give the thousand yen and you receive the CD and then you walk to the side, and that just happens over and over and over and over, literally thousands and thousands of times. The people at Zune's table. I think just stuff the bills into bags because like they just want to have the process as expedited as possible uh, for me you know as a, as a circle table helper person whatever you want to call that uh, I had the unique opportunity to just walk around a little bit see where things were you know caught again a, a glance of zoom but um, but even like the, the lines start before the gates open for specific tables. So, and I found that the challenge for me was just figuring out where the end of the line was for all these things. Uh, it's not obvious. Yeah, like, there, there are. Even, even like a lot of cases, the people will be holding signs and that just says, here is the line. It doesn't necessarily mean the end of the line, though. Um, there are certain tables like zoons like, uh, Matas, um, probably Akatsuki as well, where, oh, okay, oh, okay, baby, where, um, just, just get closer, (laughs) like, not to me, I'm just saying. (laughs) there are some circles where they are popular enough that their table they have their table on the um facing a kind of garage door on the side of the hall and instead what they do is their tables are facing outward towards the outside so that the massive lines they generate don't disrupt the rest of the hall Mm -hmm. it's it's pretty smart there's a lot of space outside um Yeah, for for as large as the... Yeah, I I basically ran into that experience at day three. It's basically the worst experience you could ever have as a table. Day three Um, is a mistake. Yeah. Um... Well, Luna doesn't <laughs> like porn, so day three is a mistake for him. But no, 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 just just the sheer amount of people. Like we did. Day, war- okay, day okay. three would be the most popular. I mean, d- day three, day three is a different story entirely. We're still like this is day one. This is the day where most of your Toho project stuff and your your content collection stuff and a whole bunch of other stuff in between is is there on day one. Yeah, no, but my point is that basically the worst experience you could ever have being a table at Kamiket is. Being a table and having someone who's not in one of those door booths near you have such a long line that they impede your ability to sell. Yeah, the so where our table was—I mean, this didn't really happen to us—but where our table was was kind of um, like it was one of the the standard rows. We were in row Mo, uh, and. We were kind of close to the end of where they sort of segment that row. They kind of break it up a little bit so people could walk through. Um, but the the group at the end of our like mini row was, uh, they, they had a lot of signage. They were like shouting, you know, they, they were, I mean, not, not really shouting, but they were saying stuff. Justin picked up on a lot of it and, and he was like, yeah, they're, they're just like, it's uh, you know limited time only. It's a it's a sale. Like they were saying a bunch of stuff to just get people to come in mm-hmm. and uh, look at their stuff. And they were they were pretty busy for most of the time. So uh, meanwhile, you have us sitting over here for like the first hour. We didn't sell anything. Tatami Stugiwo. Yes, I'm gonna say that. Uh, was uh was was doing all right. Like it was kind of interesting to see some of their interaction. Um, even the table directly across from us, who um, there was a samurai cl- uh, cosplayer behind the table selling stuff, um, and uh, you know you you'd see these interactions between the the people who would come visit them at their table, say like, are are you the person from from this and. So yeah. on and so forth, and they have like little conversations, like "Oh, I know you. You're this person." Like you got that that kind of thing. Except it's all in Japanese, so you don't really understand what they're saying. Um, I actually had that experience because, like, if I walked down the row, um, probably like seven or eight tables, there was orange jam. Uh, I, I visited a bunch of different tables. You know, <coughs> there's the wall circles, as they're called, because they're more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, your circles like Elstromaria, East New Sound, Felt. Um, you know, all, all of those things were were along the wall, because they're more popular, uh, they have more signage, they have more table space, they have more inventory, so on and it's so forth. It's not so much a panic actually, even on the wall tables. What I found out is that um, unless what you are specifically looking for is one of those tables that's next to a door, they shouldn't sell out, mm, shouldn't. Yeah. I don't know if they still had Pop Culture Six when I was there. I actually, well, Boston did have one of the um, door tables, like yeah, one yeah. of the door tables. Yeah. It's just that they didn't have a line when I got in because I got in real early. Nah yeah. Yeah, it just depends on like how people have their lists laid out. For a lot of people, that's gonna be Get the Toho game because that one does sell out nope. uh, by around noon. So. Uh, But as I was saying, like, just just going around, like, you you hit the wall circles, and you kind of go in between some of the smaller circles, uh, you'll find, you know, there's circles like, I mean, you can speak to this too, Zara, but but the one that I'm going to mention here is uh, Orange Jam, who is like, I think in the same row as us, but just like, you know, eight or ten tables down or something. Mm-hmm. And so I looked at their stuff, I bought a couple albums, and there's this person standing off to the side who sounds really familiar. And so like, after I bought the albums, I'm like, are you part of the circle? And she's like, yeah, I'm Renko. And I'm like, oh, there you go. you're Renko from Orange Jam. Um, you're the main vocalist for, for all this stuff that I've heard. Like, I thought that was really cool. And so we actually chatted a little bit. And fun fact: while I was while I was looking for these guys over here sitting next to me, uh, or at least Nano and Bucky, uh, they said they went to the Square Enix Cafe uh, what a night or two ago or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so I went to what Google Maps told me was the Square Enix Cafe in Akiba, not the Arturia whatever uh, cafe in Shinjuku. So. But while I was at the wrong location, I bumped into Renko again. So, oh, there
6: you
0: go. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Well, my story was um, I had been traveling with Koi for like the last multiple times the last week. Ah, so, what happened was um, Koi really likes that one curry place, Coco's. Uh huh, Coco's curry. It's good curry. It's like really good for a what's ostensibly a fast food chain. <laughs> but Koi just kept going there and going there and going there and going there and I eventually kind of got sick of it. But when those two went off to the Square Enix cafe, I was actually really, 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 really hungry. And didn't want to overpay for Square Enix branding. Mm-hmm. So I kind of broke off at the uh, East Shinjuku station just so that I didn't want to go to Shinjuku proper because it would take forever and a half to get out of the station mm. so I just broke off at East Shinjuku and when I got off there were three options in front of me there was a McDonald's that had a line kind of extending out the door there was a ramen restaurant where I took a look I took a peek inside it's kind of local and it was full completely and... Coco's So, you, what did you do? <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, for me, trying to meet up with Nano and them at the cafe, uh, yeah, I've, they had their last calls and stuff, and wow, that is some good-looking pancakes. Um, they, they have some really pretty food, but it's expensive, That's what I hear. It's also a really unique building if you look it up. Uh, it's in like a white bubble-looking building. Uh, and it's actually like a walk away from the Square Enix headquarters, apparently. So, uh, getting back onto the Comic Cat subject, though. Um, so, you know, we got to the end of the day, and we, I think, ended up in that sort of hard to get to category where I think we actually made a little bit of a profit. We had very, at the very least broke even on what we were selling. Um, Interesting thing about Comic Hit is most circles actually end up losing money. Whereas I think we at least broke even, we probably made a little bit. Yeah, what fails to go acknowledged about a lot of the circles at Comic Hit is that there are a lot of circles, and Um, most people are only going for, like, the top 10%. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, see, our secret weapon, if you will, is keeping the cost of production low. See, if we had... if we done it, like there, there were a couple of ways we could have gone. There was the I can do it my way, you know, writing pretty much getting it as cheap as possible per disc, um, but you know, ending up with a, a very much like just slightly less professional, you know, it still looks clean, it looks good on the surface, but like if you look at some of the details you can tell that it was kind of made in-house. Uh, or you could go with the have a CD duplication Company or whatever, do it for you. And if we had done that for the hundred albums times five, it would have cost seven dollars per CD, and we would have definitely lost money. So, uh, yeah, it's there's a couple different ways you can look at it there. Ah. Cafe de Toho Six for some of the background music. Actually, uh, Zara picked up an album called uh, Lib- Libra Besque. Patch. It's, yeah, it's the new Flap one. None of these people know Flap This is a mistake. Well, thanks oh. for introducing us. <laughs> so you got that. Uh, we've also got some other stuff going on here, but uh, one of the one of the songs that we played in the last set was actually from Komiji Records' newest album. It came out at Complicat, actually, called Sleepless Dream, and I think it's available on Bandcamp. If DJ Satori's been doing his work, if not, then uh, go yell at him about that. I know that at the very least, he's got one of the songs out there on YouTube. If you follow them on Twitter. I think they sent out something about that relatively recently, but uh, anywho. So, yeah. Alright. Um, let's see. Satellites Satellite uh, put out a new album, I think? Yes, they did. It was like, uh, it was an album that got bundled with some DVD, like, video thing. Uh-huh. I, I typically don't Watch those, but they tip. They do come bundled with a lot of Japanese music CDs. Just because Japanese music CDs, when you leave, once you leave the uh, dojin space, the CDs are exorbitantly expensive. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh So we got that. We've also got something from Hatsune Tomiko's. I'm gonna give you one guess as to who the vocalist is on that, and then we'll be DMJ will take that guess. Yes, absolutely. Uh, after that, we will return. So here is... Uh, something from your Hey Satellites. Skin so Q Radio Live number 59.
7: に導かれた自分ももしや物のけこ I'm sleeping
6: only. The
7: can
0: Live number 59 tonight, or this morning, depending. I mean, we're in Japan right now, so this is just how it is. Uh, right now we've got a number of listeners listening from Argentina, Canada, Finland, France, Germany, Japan, South Korea, Mexico, New Zealand, Russia, Spain, Sweden, the United Kingdom, and the United States. And our listeners, if you are if you did the whole name association thing, if you've got an account on GR and you're listening right now, we've got Brintai Taikuri Rastaja, uh, Mimule, Arani, Chuid, Chris1, Wanamingo, Backburner12, Puzzle Plates, Listening, hello, uh, Kagiro Days, Koro, Gunso8, and Adamantium Knight. Some of those names earlier were really good. You mean on other shows or what? Uh, the, some of the names that you were pronouncing. M- Mimule. Mimule. <laughs> I don't know how to, yeah. I can't actually see this on your system. This, this stuff is tough, man. Yeah. Now, now these guys understand like why I keep saying that stuff's small on my screens because I try to fit like maximum number of listeners on my screen but then that makes all the names really small so you can enhance enhance yes uh, plenty of photos coming out of this trip for sure um, but let's touch back on comic before we talk more about some of the other things we've been doing outside of, of that. Um, so, Nano and I hit day three. You. Yep. Uh, and as we will very well inform you, day three is basically uh, a mistake. Well, we got. A fight. Yeah. So I mean, there's on every. Day, there's kind of, you know, the, the focus changes. If you've got a table to Comic cut, you're there for one day, generally speaking. Uh, kind of the only constant is the uh, corporate booths. So, and like, we were on day one for Kameji Records. Uh, you'll get a lot of uh, stuff that, pe- you know, that less people are interested in on day two, so people kind of deem that as corporate. And then uh, day three, Is some of the other stuff. It's more independent artists and things. So a lot of people really want stuff from the independent guys. So day three is an absolute, uh, yeah, it's basically, yeah, basically day three is if you were, if you are never aware of how big Pixiv is, here's your wake up call. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Nano and I got there, I think, around noonish. Yeah. And uh, so we we you know we, we got to the end line. We basically just walked through the front door because the queuing line had gone all the way through it by that point. But it was still quite busy. Uh, the, just the sheer number of people is so prohibitive that once we actually got into One of the halls, I think we ended up in the East Hall again, the same hall that we were selling in on day one. Um, You couldn't go anywhere other than where everyone else was going. Three hundred thousand nerds. Three hundred thousand nerds on day three. So Nano and I were, were squeezed through this line and we eventually found our way through, like, a side exit door, somehow. Like, because it seemed like the line kind of kept going to one of the more popular wall circles, sort of, but that was just people entering the hall. It wasn't for anything specific to my knowledge, I don't actually know, but, like, the, the traffic jam and the way that we were sort of funneled into the hall was weird. You go outside and it's not much better either. Uh, because you've got many, many people in different queuing lines, and the queuing lines are very close together, so if you're just trying to get through, it's tough. It's, you, it's like single file each way, and then on either side of that, you've got like people 10 deep these ginormous queuing lines for various circles and stuff so day three was basically the day i had that experience where i'm just like it must suck to be one of the smaller circles because it was it wasn't just the wall circles who had the uh, giant line problem some of the circles in the middle had the giant line problem where their lines would extend and then turn and extend further and when they turned and extended they would start getting in the way of the Boots next to them, like even yeah. five tables down, and like if you're one of those five tables, there's a giant line in front of you, and it's not for you, and it's blocking people who want to go to you. Yeah, um, so why you might wonder then why even go to day three? Uh, well, if you're looking for something specific from a particular artist, and they're an independent artist, they're probably gonna be there, so on and so forth, but in Nano's case, you had a very specific mission, yep. and uh, if you want to speak to that. Well, I had to go find my boy Kinko Cross and give him some posters I
2: drew, um, and have him sign my book. But uh, to, I want to take a step back and the, there's a reason why 300,000 people show up on day three, and that's because there is uh, quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of popular picks of artists that show up there. So uh, definitely the biggest day by far. We didn't actually check out day two,
0: um, but day three is. Not a lot of people actually went to day two, and most of those who did went to check out the corporate stuff, because the corporate the corporate booths are here for all three days, so what most people tend to do is, on the day that doesn't has have anything they want, they'll go check out the corporate stuff instead. Yeah. Yeah, they choose a rather niche uh, category. Uh-huh. That's the way of putting it. Yep, yep. But outside of Kamiketa, outside of Odaiba and that whole environment, we've got the rest of Tokyo to explore, and outside of that even, of course, we've got various different cities to to wander about. But uh, what are some of the bigger areas just within the Tokyo area that we've been to? Uh, bigger would be Kyoto and Nara. Within the Tokyo oh, area? Oh, within the Tokyo area. Now, now within the Japan area. Those are specifically outside of Tokyo. I mean, Shibuya, Shinjuku,
2: Akihabara, those are some of the bigger stops that you can go to. Tokyo Station, mm-hmm. Imperial Palace.
0: Yep. I will just say for the record that, oh, it's kind of weird to put the uh, big site and the... Oh, not weird to put the big site, but it's kind of weird to be Kamikaze inside Odaiba, because Odaiba is kind of a, it's kind of a rich people's place. It's also a bottleneck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... Tokyo Big Sight is like formerly known as like the Tokyo International Convention Center or something. Yeah, but everyone calls it the Big Sight. I mean, it even calls itself the Big Sight. There's like the giant sign, giant from, letters yeah. on the building itself. So, and if you're in a car, all the navigation signs say Big Sight too. Yeah. So. It's kind of strange, kind of ironic that um, it's like you have Comic the biggest Dojin sort of market ever, uh-huh. and it's on this giant island of rich capitalism. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Big stages of capitalism. So, I mean, yeah, at least they've they some fun stuff to do outside of that. I mean, if we were stuck in Odaiba for two days because of, of Comic Cat, just because we had to have a a room there to make sure that it was a more pleasant experience if you're if you're riding the train from within tokyo out to odaiba it's depending on where you are it can be roughly an hour or so but nah. but i like i said getting outside of comic art and odaiba and all that stuff we keep talking about it uh i mean there's there's like various shrines that we visited we went to the sky tree a couple days ago um, that is actually kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, like, just the... That was exp- kind of the litmus test of how well... How well has my last three weeks been spent? Do I know the city? Yeah. Can Can you, like, be up there, face in a direction, and be like, Not oh, look at a map and be like, I know where... I know what this building is. That's this place. And, uh, yeah, falling back on our own trip once again, there's a Ferris wheel out in Odiaba, and so that one's pretty clear to... To see in theory you could see the big site out there somewhere, but that that one actually kind of gets lost in the sea of buildings It is it is a literal sea of buildings. Tokyo is absolutely huge So you you look in any direction and all you see is like buildings you can point out some of the major landmarks like rivers and uh, stuff like that, the but... scary bit doesn't come until you realize that you're looking out in this giant sea of buildings. It's going out for miles and miles and miles, and then you realize they actually built vertically. Either they like they prioritize building vertically rather than horizontally. Yeah, if you go into a lot of the shops, like for example, uh, uh, Akihabara is a good example of this, where um, a lot of the shops that you go into, like you've got. Obviously you're like small little door entrance on the street level, but then you have a staircase to just go up and up and up. This is this is true for stores, like the various stores will have either like the store itself will occupy multiple floors or there'll be different stores on each level or even the arcades here will have the very like, you know, multi-level arcade uh, type of deal where it, you'll have different categories of games on each floor. Uh, a lot of stores in Japan are deals where it's an entire building, and each floor is rented out to a different company or a different store. Um, space efficiency is the major factor of almost every building decision in Japan. Yeah, it's. You look at some of these buildings, and you'll wonder how you can fit anything into, uh, you know, a store that occupies such a small footprint. But that really is just how things operate. Hey Nano. So is Kaka cute?
2: Probably. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. It's a meme. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, a big part of that's because uh, Japan's a small island, so land isn't cheap. Stateside, you see cities sprawl out more because it's easier it's cheaper to expand than build up. It's cheaper to build vertically.
0: Uh, It's cheaper and more efficient to build vertically than horizontally. That's why you see um, in gas stations, you've got the pumps going upside down. Yeah, gas stations in Japan are strange. Because there's there's not pumps on the ground. They actually hang the dispenser from the ceiling. And I mean, I think part of that's a space efficiency thing, but part of it's also probably an anti-theft thing? Mm, not really. Part of it is, uh... Part of it is space efficiency, and part of it is
2: safety? Well, where do they store the tanks? Are they still underground? Somewhere. Or are Somewhere.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, you can have
2: the pump above ground, but if the tank itself stores all the fuel, because in the United States, the, all the fuel is stored underneath it, and they pump up. If mm-hmm. the pumps are hanging from the top,
0: where's the tank? I have not a clue. But it's... If uh, the pump is hanging from the top, the the kind of glaringly obvious safety thing is that you can't crash into it. Yeah. True.
2: Yeah, but if the, I don't know if you want to have gallons and gallons of fuel hanging above you, you
3: think. That's probably it not. It probably what doesn't hang
0: by. above it. It probably doesn't hang above it. It probably like links down. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. We obviously yeah. haven't looked into this, so we've just we've seen. It is yes. also a little bit more space efficient at the cost of being very maintenance heavy. Yeah. So it, are they it's not really self-serve either is it like it is just... no 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 uh, most of them are full serve yeah because Japan is the service country. It, yeah, it basically is. You, you go around and what's really interesting I find is you'll you'll be walking along and like there's a construction site relatively close to where we are right now. And most of the time, we'll walk by, and there's like one or two guys with hard hats on, kind of standing outside next to this temporary wall, while the rest of the construction crew is inside doing their thing. And they're basically there just to make sure that people are outside of it are staying safe. Like things are okay. They'll they'll you know they'll open the temporary wall if a vehicle needs to get through or something but otherwise it's just like literally a, a person or two people there for the purpose of, of doing all that whereas you don't really see that so much in, in the states some parking garages have this too where it's one guy or girl waiting like standing outside maybe they are like um, the booth attendant of that garage where if a car is leaving they'll come out and be like I could stand clear cars coming out What, what are some of the other different things besides, you know, b- building vertically, it seems to be a very, you know, s- service-oriented or people-oriented, uh, environment. Well, that's what you have to, when I mean, you have such a large and dense population, you give them something to do. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, outside of Tokyo, though, we've gone to a bunch of... Kind of various places. Uh, Nano mentioned Nara a little bit ago. Uh, one of the really big things that place is known for is its wild deer population. Semi wild. Yes, se- semi wild. If, if you read the signs, it says these are wild animals. Like just keep that in mind. But uh, but their behavior is so much different because uh, you know there's there's a couple rather large parks in the area. Um, the deer will just be around like. <clears throat> In the park, Uh, they'll be on the sidewalks. Um, There's a couple, you know. There's a lot of different sort of like stalls uh, where people will sell the food. So historically, in the city of
2: Nara, uh, deer were considered messengers of God, and therefore the hunting and killing of deer was strictly prohibited and um, punishment by death. So what ended up happening is that the the population sort of grown accustomed to the people around there. So they're very I would say unafraid of humans or even friendly, if you mm. want to coin it that term. Yeah, basically uh, most... Oh, wait. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, let me finish here. Uh, what happened is, so basically if you were to visit Nara right now, um, you can kind of see the results of uh, those actions in the past where there's roughly 12 to 1400 deer in the rough Nara park area that you can kind of go around and you can walk up, you can pet them. There's local stalls that sell biscuits, roughly 150 yen for 10 of them. You can Feed them to the deer. Uh, they'll do a little bow, be hanging above their head. Um, so they're rather well mannered for uh, wild animals. That's why they're called semi wild? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very unique and I would say exclusive experience. And it's also in the middle of a whole bunch of a uh, very pretty scenery. There's some pavilions. There's a botanical garden along with um, some shrimp- uh temples, and. Um, this overall, it's, it's rather well-preserved
1: uh, national scenery. Uh, the mean. deer's definitely are semi-wild, wild because
0: if you don't give them crackers, they will bite you and they they'll, will headbutt you. They'll, they, yeah, they'll, uh, they'll be like, "Hey, where's my food? Give me my food." Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've had my, my shirt nibbled on a few times and. And, uh, you know, uh, you get bumped into, the deer get curious, you're like, okay, well, if you're not going to give me that rice cracker, what else you got? Huh? Let's let's check your pockets. Also, the deer in the area if, are
2: much smaller than the deer you'd find in the States. I would say they stand up maybe four feet high, five huh. feet high. No, I don't think they're that tall. Um, as opposed to the deer you might find stateside, which can get pretty large if you're used to the Pacific Northwest.
6: <laughs> yep. Yeah the thing about animals
2: most animals in Japan is that like stuff like uh, the pigeons the rabbits and the deer um, they weren't really
0: hunted at all so they're not afraid of humans because they, they're not being killed by them right and like um, you can see this a lot if you go to some of the sort of city more urbanized areas where they sell where they sell food in like outdoor stands is you'll see pigeons just kind of fly down or like sit above you like vultures waiting for you to drop something and they'll swoop down and come fight for it i feel like that's a very city thing though. yeah i find that more <clears throat> in cities than just because food is around like that I've seen the same behavior from both
2: rabbits and pigeons in Seattle and other big cities I don't think it's necessarily exclusive Um, The deer situation though is considered like a a national thing in that area Because I think deer are hunted in other parts of Japan Uh, But that's why the Nara deer are
3: a
0: very special case Yeah It's it's a really cool and unique environment You just kind of... you'll walk along and you'll be like Oh there's a deer, oh there's three deer, oh there's... Five, ten—you can't even count them. The further along you go, they're just everywhere. It's—it's it's pretty cool. So, a uh, l- lot of good photos that I'll—I'll I'll share with folks um, after this trip is done. Uh, getting a lot of the stuff out there to share with folks is a little more difficult because we have just enough bandwidth to do this show, but. Uh, much more than that, you know, if you're talking about videos and things, um, it takes an eternity to upload, so. Yeah, um, Japan and Korea have some of the fastest average internet in the world, but that's reserved for people who live here. Yeah. You have to actually seek out the plans. Yep. It's the yeah. beauty of modern infrastructure. <laughs> Puzzle uh, wants to ask the audience something. Oh, Puzzle wants to ask the audience something, but he can do that when we come back because this is another song from Pop Culture Six. Oh, rip! Uh, great Vengeance on the album uh, Pop Culture Six, and so Radio Light Number Fifty Nine. Q Radio Live number 59 tonight. <clears throat> and someone sent a particular image of someone flipping over someone else's futon, and I very much feel like that's what we should be doing with uh, <laughs> Koishi right now. Nana, you want to get on that? No. Okay. I mean, it's it's glorious. Like, l- l- look at all the, uh, the the little stuffed Toho things over there. Uh, Koi moved, and the stack of Fumos I put on fell. Oh, Of
2: course not that heavy, i okay. can yeah. pull them up. You can do it. Just, ca-
0: just, just like, uh, you know, do, do like a princess carry over here and we'll yeah, yeah. just sit them in front of the thing and we'll do a show that way. Yeah, you do, can hear we thing thing the We'll just put on the table and that. Yeah. Nothing can go wrong. Yeah. Nothing can go wrong. Okay, if you're going to do this though, I mean, I'm, I'm going to hit this. And on it goes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay. We're just gonna have footage of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna have three sixty video footage of this, and uh, you, you, you
1: might, might want to really open the door just a little bit more. Tilt this a little bit more towards them. So to don't do don't don't film this. So
2: over the shoulder.
0: Older. Right. No brightest I, style. Look, if if Koi, like freaks out on you, this was not my idea. <laughs>
2: I think it was your right. record. <laughs> I think. it's oh, oh, we have oh, a we
0: have a stir. Koi. Oh, oh boy. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> Are you actually gonna do it? Go oh. for it. <laughs> <laughs> keep J- going, J- keep, keep on. pulling. Keep pulling. <laughs> Koi is now buried underneath the futon. There you That's go. Brilliant. Now we just gotta pull the bed from under Koi. Uh, it's, look, you made it darker, this got worse. <laughs> I, yeah, I think Koi only got more comfortable. I don't think, uh, it's now the uh, absence of light, like Koi's never gonna wake up now. <laughs> I mean, if that's not getting them up, I don't is, so. Okay.
2: I mean, I can't haul them over here, but they will be sitting right there, and probably still in the same state.
0: There <laughs> there was an attempt, and uh, yeah, Koi, Koi's basically not... I think basically what sealed the deal for Nana was when I sat on Koi and they didn't wake up. <laughs>
3: I don't, I don't
2: understand.
1: I was just doing the face like,
2: I don't understand how they're not awake.
1: The people listening to the live show can't see you making the face.
2: Yeah, well, you know, whatever. I mean, if it was my brother, I'd have no no limits on what I could do to get them up, but I'd I'm gonna hold back on little, little breaking more. someone uh, that might be kind of brittle at this time,
0: so. Yeah, yeah. Can I make a potentially controversial statement? No. Uh, uh, well, I mean, whatever, it's the internet, so. Yeah. Uh, Pop Culture 6 is probably the best pop culture so far. Wow. Well, like, I don't know if anyone has heard it so far, because outside of Comic-Ed, it hasn't been uploaded yet. People that so. bought it overseas haven't had it shipped yet, so and, and not a lot of people have listened to it yet. If you're listening on here. We've played two songs from Pop yeah. Culture Six. Not so. a lot of people have gotten to listen to the full album yet, mm-hmm. but I think it's the best pop culture so far. There's not a single track on it that I definitively don't like. That's pretty. That's pretty big. And um, yeah, it's basically. It's always that the albums that I end up really liking end up not being what I thought they were. Like, <laughs> I did not expect to like pop culture because I didn't like five. I was kind of iffy on four. I haven't listened to three. Nobody uploaded it. Three three was like the first album I listened to. I have to That like, must have been something a DMJ had. I basically had to go back to Hockey and get three because I don't even have it on record. Huh. Um two was alright. Yeah, so I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Yeah, it's um, it's a good series, if you're into that kind of thing, so... Meh. Alright, so so we did the Koi thing, we still got this rolling. Um, Puzzle had a question for people, I guess oh, I'll bring him back stirring. in here. So, yeah, hey Puzzle, are you still around? Yeah, what's up? Uh, hey, so I heard you had a question for people. Puzzle.
5: Um, I was wondering if anyone would be interested in uh, oh. just watching a, a live stream. Or I was probably gonna go do some uh, live streaming a little later in about an hour or so. I'm just curious. Oh. If so, wants
0: so, so you're using our show as a soapbox for your stream? <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> nice.
5: Well, I mean, I said in chat you know, I D K.
0: You. If, uh, you said all I asked. No, you said, can I ask the audience something, please? That's all you said. Like, you didn't say what it was about. But all right. Uh, p- putting that aside, I've got something from uh, Nelson here. So you if you've listened to the show before, or if you pay any attention to uh, this side of the internet where, you know, the Toho Project is and the people are, uh, Nelson is, as the term that we coined, I think, the guy who keeps getting photos with Zune and we got a bunch of photos with various artists and people uh, while we were at comic Cat. and unfortunately Zune was not one of those people because we i think we missed him by like 10 minutes or something but yeah, he's it's got just a very tight window as to when every, he's available. Yeah, there's a there's a very small window. There's basically two windows as Nelson described it. There's the time when they're when they're setting up so before the hall even opens uh, or there's a period between after he sells out, and when like when he comes back from lunch or something, he's just kind of around for a little bit, but then he usually leaves uh, fairly early on in the afternoon. And so, that's usually the window that uh, Nelson aims for. It's the, it's the window, like the very first image we got, or we saw of him with wearing our shirt, that's why we talked to him in the first place. Um, then there was Nelson and Koishi who got a photo with Zune, and he tried to bring some of us into that as well. But uh, yeah, we, we just barely missed him, but we did get photos with some other cool people such as Masayoshi Minoshima, the folks from Buta Otome, um, so on and so forth. So I've yeah, I've, I've taken a look at a couple of them, but uh, that's what I can recall uphand. Going back to the man who always seems to get photos with Zun,
1: he actually, on day one, took the train and Coincidentally, Zen was right there Inside of that same car Okay, yeah. this
0: is unconfirmed This is unconfirmed, that is the That's the rumor This like, is an unconfirmed leak, my dude Yeah, and I've actually got an audio clip here Um, Nelson couldn't be with us In person for the show Because unfortunately he had to leave the He had some stuff going on I think he, he had like his He's going stu- on. His student visa Some yeah Something related to school And he could convert his student visa into a visitor visa, but why do that when you can't even afford to live here because you're no longer being paid? Um, So he had to ship out and leave the country. But before he did that, we did hang out with Nelson uh, a number of times, obviously comic head, we went to a couple arcades with him and things, and so I caught up with him a little bit and I did get a clip that I'm I'm gonna play for you guys here. Um, so when we, when we were with Nelson, I had the chance to ask him a couple things, and uh, here we go. So, hey, it's Lunar and Nelson and Nano and others here from Gensoki Radio, uh, walking through a station in Shinjuku in Tokyo. And uh, I've got Nelson here. Good day, everybody. And, uh, yeah, depending on what side of the world you're on. So, Nelson's going to be leaving Japan before we get the chance to do the show. But I did want to have him on just for a little bit while you're still here. This is obviously recording earlier in the week before the show. So, uh, how was your stay in Japan then?
8: My stay in Japan was nothing short of amazing. The food, the people, everything was definitely... An a, mem- a very memorable experience and I'm definitely going to try to repeat it again in the near future.
0: Uh, what about that close call with Zune you had on uh, day one? how did that go?
8: <laughs> no, there was, there was I think I was just a little bit confused at the time. Maybe it was the exhaustion or the hype of uh, the comic market but I could have sworn that Zun was on the same monorail that I was riding on my way to Comic Con, mm-hmm. and I got so hyped and excited about it. I was like, "Oh my God, Zun is riding with <laughs> is riding in the same as as everybody else." I was like, "Wow, it's kind of a little kind of surreal that he was that I would I thought I saw him away from away from the from his usual group, and because he was really busy during that time, and mm-hmm. the, he was really busy. And I figured that he was going to take some time setting up. So I really had a hard time believing whether it was him or not. Mm. (laughs) Ultimately, I couldn't confirm it because he got lost in the sea of people. That person got lost in the sea of people. Right. I wish I had the opportunity to confirm, and then I would have definitely made a bigger deal about it.
0: As I'm recording this, we're just coming back from a Yakinuku
8: place. And that was... The first time I've had that. Have you had that before? I had it uh, about a year ago or so. It was one of the times, if I recall right, it was, yeah, after the end of uh, last year's summer comic hit. It wasn't... the experience was nowhere near the quality that we just had, though. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um, Man, and uh, we had some good reactions uh, going around. I'd had fondue before, but I'd never had uh, yakinuku, so that was definitely an experience for me as well.
8: I wish all the I wish all the listeners could get could get a good view at DJ Koichi's reaction yeah.
0: <laughs> eating, eating the Yakiniku, was great it's pretty good well we're heading up an escalator here so uh, thank you Nelson for for showing us around Tokyo while you've been here it's been very fun to be around
8: hey I appreciate I appreciate having the opportunity to guide you around and I hope that we can do this again yeah in the near future, not just Tokyo, but that I can guide you through other areas of the metropolis as well.
0: Yeah. Thanks again. It's been great. And uh, you'll hear this probably later on, so uh, look forward to it. (laughs) I will definitely try. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. And so that was Shinjuku Station, just kind of getting a quick Recording, uh, I think like less than five minutes later we said our goodbyes and that was that, so That
1: was that was fun though, right? Yeah I definitely um, am gonna go to another Yakiniku place before I leave
0: oh. I don't want to because that place was A5 meat. and It's basically the best meat you can Ever like buy in Japan, so it's, it's the kind of meat where you're paying ten dollars for four small slices Yeah You do get to cook it however you want. So yeah, the the place was interesting because they they give you they give you meat on plates and it is uncooked meat, but you have kind of this sort of circular grill. Uh, you have a couple on this you know on tables that you're at, and you pick it up with tongs. They you know it's like a gas uh, grill sort of thing, and you cook it and to your liking, and then. You, you eat it I mean it's, a, it's actually it's really good and, and enjoyable it's supposed to be it's it's a social experience but it's also a little bit of like a, a way to sort of pace your meal a little bit yeah. it's like you, you, you cook a piece you, you cook multiple then you just kind of you, you, you go as you, you... eat it your own you like cook at your own pace so you can eat at your own pace so you can savor it correctly yeah so which, okay. which if you're if you're one who you know, wants to eat everything and eat everything quickly, such as uh, Nano with this Mega Mac over at McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> <dude>. What? Wait. <laughs> hey, I did. hey uh, Johnny and I got a Big Mac on, like, the... at the beginning of the first day. Like, we got Big Macs each, and then we just... This is, like, right before it started crowding hard at McDonald's in front of the uh, big site. So we just grabbed them, ate them, and went. Hmm. But that wasn't the Mega Mac. So, they were. They had a very limited menu for the um, Comic Cat hours. Yeah. So, just it basically all the Mega Mac Eggs is, is they put two patties in each section, so the burger itself has four patties total. Neat. It's uh, it's a pretty pretty beefy
2: burger. It's I would say actually smaller than a lot of Western burgers. I think it's they're only third pounders, or even co- they're not third pounders, Sorry, they're yeah. they're actually rather small patties. So they're, it's big for the local diet, but so if you go to, to a states, it's actually rather small. Okay, if you go to a dedicated burger joint in the states, they can they can pack them up like this. Yeah, yeah. So it's big in comparison to the local uh, local menu. However, I would say outside of that, it would probably average what you'd expect
0: for what you pay in the states. Well, I'm. I, you, you say you say it's smaller for the local diet, but then you go to somewhere like Coco's Curry and you end up with this pretty sizable plate of curry. Oh, comparing it to the local McDonald's menu. Uh, okay. If you
2: were
1: to compare it to the McDonald's menu in the States. I went, I went to Burger King like yesterday and they had like a, a King box, which came with uh, like a regular sized burger or like a Whopper or whatever. Mm. There are other variations: fr- mm-hmm. small fries, six-piece chicken nuggets, and your choice of apple or chocolate pie.
0: Uh, the million-dollar question is: Does it come with a paper crown? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, not. If not, then what's the
1: point? Yeah, yeah. If it's just a that. nice box, nice box of food. It comes in like a box. Okay, I guess you is. can wear the box. Yeah, you, <laughs> you can wear, can wear, the, wear box. the box. Okay, I mean, if you really want to, I guess. I think I'm gonna go back
0: there again
1: when we go to Akihabara today. Yeah,
0: yeah. this is, like I mentioned, uh, Nando's got a day here that's uh, today, they ship off tomorrow, and then I think yep. the rest of our group is still here for a little more than a week. Yeah, we still got things we need. Yep. Yeah. So, well, uh, we'll see a few more sites probably, um, but towards the end it'll be local stuff again, and we'll probably hit up some arcades. Uh, you know, the the arcades in Japan um, are just are just cool. And Nano, Zara's got this smirk on his face, and I know what he's thinking about. <laughs> lunar has got a confession to make. So there's there's this particular game that you may have heard of, uh, and people are gonna call me a heretic for saying this, but uh, they they don't have Toho Project arcade games, but they do have Konkole arcade games. And so Nano sits down at one of these and he starts playing, and I watch, and it's like oh it's kind of fun. Um, one of the features of this game is that, uh, like, as you continue to play, you grow your collection of uh, cards. Um, they're, I guess, ships. But the, it's interesting because, like, you'll you'll see it pop up on the screen. Like, you got this character, and it'll give you the option to print it out on a card. Um, In fact, you can even go to card shops to get cards, and the the whole point of this is that it's printed with whatever character you have, but then it also has an RFID chip in it, so you put it in the slot off to the side on, on this arcade console thing, and it will read what card that is, and then it'll appear in the game. So if you want a different ship that you didn't get through the game, go to a card shop. Buy the card. It's usually not that expensive if you're not going for something that's you know shiny or uncommon or rare or whatever. And uh, you pop it in, and there you go. Uh, and, and so I tried this, <clears throat> and um, you, you know, I mean, like just watching Nano, I thought it was fun uh, or looked fun. And then I played the game, and it turns out it actually is kind of fun. So, um, so I have something, like probably like ten cards at this point, and. Uh, Before we leave, I'm probably, yeah, I mean... See, I haven't actually watched a Lunar play, but from what I've heard, he got into it. Like, into it. Nano, Nano, what what are you, how are you exaggerating this story? Because I like... (sighs) Because Nano's like, let's see if he gets something that's that's rare, and so I'll pop in a 100 yen coin, and he'll, oh, no. <laughs> he'll be like, let's see what it is. Like, Nano's just in it for the random factor. Like, yeah. he's just eager to see what card will pop up. The chaos. The base of it is that you, it's kind of like playing Kantai, the uh, PC game, but like, you get, you get your own fleet of six, and well, you... There's come... gameplay, that's... Yeah, that's... just, there's gameplay for one. Then, but then, like you also get like a fleet of six. The you roll the fleet, like you roll the characters, their rarities, their stats, whatever, and then Mm -hmm. the machine prints out the card and pops it to you. You can use the cards that you get, or you can buy cards at a lot of
8: card stores. They're
0: used. Yeah, Um, some some arcade places have um, free cards that you can rent. You can use them and then put them back. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, that's a thing, but yeah, it that's that's not something I was expecting, but that did happen, and it will probably happen before I leave the country, mm-hmm. a little bit more. Uh, it's it's uh, it's funny though, because like as as I play, it's like you got this character, and I'll be like, I have no idea who this character is, or like what group they're part of, or what class they are. I'm just like. Uh, OK uh, you're yeah you're, you're kind of cute maybe I don't know, but <laughs> that's all I have looters collecting girls. <laughs> so yeah that's uh, that's the <clears> thing. <throat> uh, closing comments we are at the two hour mark right now so uh, koi is still asleep. Um, I Kauai. see I see a sea of cyan that's what color the futon is so. turquoise. Tur- turquoise. turquoise De qua. Looks gray to me. Gray. You can have my glasses. Maybe. (laughs) Ah, That's all I've got for this one, guys. Thanks for listening to Gensoki Radio Live number 59. If you enjoyed this show, we do have more shows over on Mixcloud, or you can visit our website again, so at consokyradio.net and um, hit the music tab. What about and if you if you really enjoyed our show, we do have a campaign as part of Lunar Spotlight Media. Feel free to take a look at what we have there, and support if you feel like it. Uh, that's all I've got for Nano, fancy Zara, Bucky sleeping in the other room, so is Koishi. Koi. <sighs> and I'm Lunar here, thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye.